for most people, it is something that derails us from a psychological and a physiological perspective. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hi friends, this week on Bite Size Biohacks, we're going to be diving again into insights, insights that you can track easily at home with simple wearables like the Whoop or the Aura Ring, or even a new device that's launching next month called Hanu that I've been experimenting with in terms of tracking my own HRV. Um, You're going to hear from Dr. Jay Wells in this short clip about what heart rate variability is and how we can really utilize it as a tool for understanding our own levels of stress because the key things as dr j says are a to develop self-awareness and then b to learn to self-regulate so often people kind of hit a health problem and they weren't aware that it was on that horizon it wasn't coming along or they reach burnout and they didn't realize the steps that were happening along the way in terms of their own physiology and their psychology that actually could have been tracked with something as simple as heart rate variability because it's such a great metric in terms of recovery. Now you can also listen to a full episode that I did with Dr. J uh, some time ago actually it was episode 61 of the podcast uh, but he's also coming back on the show um, and really so this is a clip from a new episode that's coming out with him but if you're not tracking HRV already, I would definitely encourage you to do so. Um, I've been experimenting a little bit recently with the Whoop. Um, as you know, I'm a big fan of Aura. Uh, Whoop have updated their metrics to really take account of mental cycle tracking. And so I've been enjoying that and actually seeing the strain across the month and how it actually really does assess my psychological level of strain in addition to things like my workouts, but also it gives real-time advice on how you can accommodate your strain um, and you're training across the menstrual cycle. And so it'll actually tell me in my luteal phase that I've hit, while I'm doing a workout, you've hit your desired level of strain for that uh, that time of the month. So kind of experimenting with it. As I say, I've only been using it again now for about three weeks, um, but it's looking good so far. And as you know, over these Bite Size Biohacks episodes, what I'm really doing is taking you through elements of my shift protocol, and that is sleep, hormones, uh, insights, fuel, which is I break down into flow. So food like oxygen and water in terms of the way you fuel your body. And then the T is training the body and mind. And we've been working our way through those over the last few weeks with uh, starting out with sleep and then um, hormone optimization. And now uh, last week and this week, we're looking at insights. If you'd like to get a check on how you're doing on these elements of um, shift, you can do so completely complimentary. All you need to do is head over to yourtotalhealthcheck.com and take a simple questionnaire and we will send you a free personalized report with your scores on each area. You can do this as many times as you want so you can track this over time, Uh, but we will show you your overall health percentage score and also uh, the individual percentages for each element of shift with personalized recommendations on how you can improve improve each area. So just head over to yourtotalhealthcheck.com and you can access it all over there. But now let me uh, introduce you to this short clip from Dr. Jay Wells. One of the single greatest detriments to the human body, the thing that has the most deleterious effects on well-being and on longevity is when we experience a stressor, which is inevitable, something that could be utilized for good depending on how we kind of take that stressor and take that experience and then shift our focus. Uh, But the problem is, is that for most people, it is something that derails us 
from a psychological and a physiological perspective. So many people that I see experience a stressor that for the most part should be benign to the body, uh, but becomes quite malignant. And the reason it becomes quite malignant to the body is because it has compounded over time, whether it's work stressors, whether it's relational stressors, you know, whatever, whatever it is, even an overtaxing of the body due to physiological stress, working out, overexposure to uh, zone five training or sauna or cold exposure, a lot of things that, you know, the biohacking community are really into right now. Uh, these things can work for us, but if they're unaddressed or if we don't see how they're significantly affecting our physiology, well, then we might be missing something pretty big. We might be walking around completely draining our adrenals, completely draining our HPA axis, and completely draining our resources from a nervous system perspective. So, you know, I I I, I kind of like the old adage of like what gets what gets measured, you know, gets wait, what's uh, what's the what's the old adage I was going to say? It's what what gets measured. And we can't change, yeah. Or the other way, you can't change what yeah. You, yeah, you can't change what you don't measure. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that and I think that does hold true to the nervous system. A lot of people don't realize the effects of stress until they finally just burn out. And they're like, well, I didn't see that coming. Well, you could have seen it coming if you were measuring it um, or if you were more self-aware, which is really what Hanu does. It trains two different things. How do we become more self-aware of how stress, physiological and psychological, and manifests in the same way? How do we uh, become more self-aware of what is affecting us and how it's affecting us? And then how do we better self-regulate? Those are the two primary key components that we really must address. And the reason that we must address those is because, again, we don't want to eventually get down the road and we completely burn out. And now we're talking about like Mount Everest is in front of us in order for us to get back to just feeling normal or our baseline. We want to catch it when it happens and then regulate it when it happens. Because if we condition a response that is different than our normal response, maybe our normal response to stress is avoidance, or maybe it's uh, getting overly kind of like indulging in work, or overly indulging in food, or overly indulging in whatever it is uh, that's maybe not so great or adaptive to us. We create these, be habit, uh, these habits and behaviors that allow us from a cognitive perspective to just avoid doing any of the real self-regulation work because we have other things that are quote unquote effective in helping us to regulate our nervous system when in fact they're actually quite bad for us. They're quite maladaptive for us. So if we take the approach that when our nervous system takes a hit, and we use that stress for good, so this is a mindset thing, or we transition to self-regulating through biofeedback or exercises or meditation or whatever type of approach really is effective for us, then we're conditioning the ability for our bodies and our physiology to respond that way when it occurs again and again and again, as it inevitably will. One thing that I want to point out, uh, because I think it is something that's not mentioned very frequently, is that stress inherently is a good thing. Stress is not bad. Stress at its core is actually there to serve as a warning sign. It is a warning sign to say, hey, this is something that is potentially threatening to you. This is something that could potentially harm you. Do you want to use this? Um, do you want to flee away from it or do you want to fight it? These are kind of like our, our ways of dealing with the stressor that's in front of us. And we have to make the decision on how we encounter that stress. 
do we allow it? Do we make the decision to allow it just to consume us and really affect us negatively? Or do we say, yeah, I get it. It sucks. Like this thing is really tough. It's really difficult. But the only way for me to continue to make myself tougher is to develop these self-regulation skills. Because we know that if we do this over and over and over again, this is going to increase our overall emotional regulation. It's going to increase our self-control. And we know that these, those two components, emotional regulation and self-control are very much intertwined with where our heart rate variability is, but also longevity. Um, so longevity is, is the one thing that I think a lot of the health and wellness and biohacking community is really focused on, but they don't focus on this component of self-regulation and self-control. And they don't focus on this component of emotional regulation and how important that is. Some are, but I think other people are really focusing on, oh, nutrition or exercise or, you know, whatever else is kind of more sexy than putting in the work of breath work and biofeedback and emotional regulation. Yeah. So that's Charles, a bit of a long-winded answer. No, that. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the High Performance Health Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And this podcast wouldn't happen without listeners and supporters like you. And the best way to support the show and to support me is to head over to iTunes or whichever platform you're listening on and provide us with a five-star review. This really helps us to spread the message wider and help and impact more people to optimize their health and longevity. And if we read out your five-star review, please reach out to us at info at AngelaFosterPerformance.com with your name and your postal address, and we will send you a cool biohacking supplement or something else. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep biosyncing and stay optimized. Please know that while I try to cover as much information to help you as I can on these bite-sized episodes, none of the things I mentioned should be taken as a substitute for medical advice. And before taking any supplements or anything else, please consult first with your medical doctor. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources, and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at angelafosterperformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body, and lifestyle.